Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. We interrupt our little series on holiday buying season and being digitally careful in cyberspace because, as most everyone has heard, there's a very serious spike in the growth of coronavirus infections and deaths that has to do with not being careful in physical space. America has become first in the world in at least one category these days. America has passed 15 million COVID-19 infections and well over a quarter of a million coronavirus deaths so far. The spike, as people have been heading indoors as winter approaches, did not come out of the blue. Pretty near every public health official worth his or her salt reluctantly but accurately predicted that this would happen if people weren't very careful. And sad to say, people were not, and are not, being careful enough. The result is that hospitals, and particularly their intensive care units, are getting dangerously close to capacity. At the moment, there do seem to be sufficient ventilators in most places, but even hospitals that have a sufficient number of ventilators don't have enough trained staff to operate them because, again, no surprise, frontline health workers are being infected themselves and have to stay home from work. Finding replacements for those folks at any time is extremely difficult, and right now it's bordering on the impossible in some areas of the country. One of the tools that health officials use to help stem the spread of the disease is contact tracing. When a person tests positive for the coronavirus, he or she will be contacted by a city or state health department and asked who the infected person has been in contact with, usually over the past two weeks. Then an effort is made to contact those people, encourage them to quarantine and to get tested, and to find out who they have been in contact with, and then do the same thing over again. This is a time-consuming process under the best of conditions, but it becomes incredibly daunting in a surge like the one we're seeing now. So now, we're seeing headlines here in Maine and around the country that are variations on this one from the Bangor Daily News. Quote, Maine scaling back contact tracing again as coronavirus surge overwhelms health workers. End quote. And from that article, quote, Until now, the state's disease detectives have reached out to all people confirmed to have COVID-19 to determine how they may have caught the disease and to get a list of their closest contacts so that the detectives could advise those people to quarantine. But the state will now only offer that intensive outreach to people in some of the highest risk groups for catching and spreading the infection. End quote. Why this change? Simply put, the surge in infections is overwhelming the state's ability to reach out to all of those infected. And there's a similar story all across the country. Regular listeners may recall that there was supposed to be a bevy of smartphone contact tracing apps that were going to be technology to the rescue. Those apps would automate notifying people that they'd come in contact with someone who tested positive and would advise them to quarantine. In fact, on the same day that the article above appeared in Maine, out in California, the Los Angeles Times featured this headline, quote, California's new contact tracing app, what you need to know, end quote. From that article, 
quote, Beginning Thursday, Californians will have the option to receive smartphone notifications if they've been exposed to someone who has tested positive for the novel coronavirus. California on Monday announced the public rollout of an app to support the state's COVID-19 contact tracing efforts. It's called CA Notify, end quote. At a press conference, California's Governor Gavin Newsom stated that this holds a lot of promise. The more people that participate in it, the more that opt in, the more effective the program can be. However, Newsom said that he didn't want to overstate the utility of the app. Quote, in order for it to have a profound effect, many Californians would need to use it. End quote. A few minutes later in the press conference, in fact, he stressed, quote, it's 100% private, 100% secure, 100% voluntary. You can opt in or you choose not to, end quote. And therein lies a big challenge for putting tech to work on the contact tracing problem. Unless you're a country like China or Turkey or India, where the governments have felt free to make the use of smartphone contact tracing applications mandatory for their populations, use of those applications elsewhere is voluntary. For them to be useful, a lot of the population in an area has to go to the Mac or Android app stores, grab and download the application, and then turn it on. But people are not doing that, even in places that have such apps available. Why? A recent article in Time magazine headlined that question. Quote, Contact tracing apps were big tech's best idea for fighting COVID-19. Why haven't they helped? End quote. While the article listed a number of reasons, ranging from a lack of federal coordination and involvement to financial constraints in some states to a lack of advertising the availability of the apps, one additional very big reason is that people do not trust contact tracing apps to preserve their personal privacy. That conclusion has been confirmed by recent Pew Center research studies as well. Oddly enough, the tech being used by California and several other states is based on the framework developed by Google and Apple that is, in fact, quite privacy-preserving. In fact, so much so that some health officials complain it's too private. But, as we mentioned on a recent program, there are lots and lots of COVID-related apps that are far from protecting privacy. Jonathan Albright, director of the Digital Forensics Initiative at the Toe Center for Digital Journalism at the Columbia School of Journalism, analyzed 493 COVID-19-related applications across 98 countries. And those are only the apps available for Apple phones or tablets. Of those 493 COVID-centered apps, exactly 47 use the relatively private and very effective Google and Apple framework. The rest were generally not programs that most folks would want on their phones. And since many folks can't tell the difference between the good and the bad, they stay away from both. In a time of general distrust of government, significant distrust of science and technology, and an inability to sort the wheat from the chaff, it's probably not all that surprising that people are reluctant to load contact tracing apps onto their phones. According to Time magazine, 
Wyoming, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey all have COVID-19 contact tracing apps. In none of those states has even 4% of the population downloaded the app. The national leader is Virginia, with a whopping 10.6%. So, human contract tracers across the country remain overwhelmed. Technology, in the form of Google and Apple, has attempted to come to the rescue, but the effort has not borne fruit, at least not yet. Some have suggested maybe it's time for Hollywood to come to the rescue by generating an ongoing string of movie stars and sports personalities, filling our screens with testimonials and download encouragement. Perhaps that may work. But until that or something else appears, we've got a problem, and tech has not yet been the solution. But we'll keep an eye on developments, hopefully positive, in the tech world, right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage.